Hello, friends. Are you ready? What's for dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yum, 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 yum. Let's go, everybody. Yay! Yay! Oh, gosh. Am I on? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope I can make your week even better. We are upon the nativity season, so there's a lot of, um, hopefully, prayer happening, Christmas carols, uh, nice Byzantine chants, praise to the Lord, lots of fasting, lots of preparation in anticipation of our Lord God Jesus Christ's birth, and uh, lots of preparation to spend it with family. Our houses are sm starting to smell fabulous. And this is one of those days. It is my mother's birthday today. So I'm actually making this recipe for her. And it's also her name day. Her name is Catherine. Well, that's the translation. In Greek, it's Ekaterini. And today is the feast day of St. Catherine. And it's also her birthday. So it's a double celebration. So obviously we're in a fasting period, so I can't get her just a cake and wish her happy birthday. She's turning 75 today. May she have many, many, many years. May the Lord bless her and look down upon her and grant her health. I love her so much. And so I decided that I'm gonna make something for her. And of course, tape it for Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner so all of you can enjoy this recipe too. If you need to reach me, comment in the section below if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching it through Whose Life Blind Is It Any, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, comment there and I will get the messages. And you can always reach me at Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner at gmail.com. Okay. We are making Tsurekia. Does that sound familiar? It should, because we've done this before. We made tzurekia for Easter. Tzurekia is a very traditional sweet bread that's always made for uh, Pascha, Easter. And, uh, but it's become so popular amongst the Greek people that now sometimes we make it all year round. I personally don't. I make it only for uh, Christ's resurrection and sometimes Christmas. And the, the version that I'm making today is a vegan version because obviously we're in a fast. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> um, the one we made for Easter has butter and eggs and milk and a whole bunch of stuff. This one is different because it's it's... Like I said, it's vegan, okay? And we're in the, the fasting period. Now, there's hundreds of recipes for tzureka. Little ones, big ones, round ones, braided ones, 
with different ingredients. The traditional are the ones that I made for Easter. You can go back through my playlists and through my videos and you can find it and you can see it. The one we're making today is a vegan version with chocolate, bits of chocolate. And it's a nice treat for my mom who is double celebrating today. And we love Tureki anyways. So our ingredients for today, I hope I remember everything. For the yeast mixture, we've got 50 grams of yeast. We're gonna use half a cup of water, which I have in a coffee mug. We're gonna use a tablespoon of sugar, and we're gonna use uh, four to five tablespoons of flour taken from the flour that we need for the whole recipe. Okay, that's for our yeast mixture. For topping the breads, we need sesame seeds, which are back there, and we need sugar water, which I haven't prepared yet. Okay, we're gonna do that later. And we need, um, for the breads. In my mixer bowl, I have a kilogram of bread flour. We're gonna need 500 grams of freshly squeezed orange juice. We're gonna need one cup of sugar, one cup of corn oil, a pinch of salt, rind of one orange, and a teaspoon of machlepi. I think that's it for the ingredients. Now, what is machlepi? Machlepi is a Middle Eastern spice. Pardon me, I have an itch. <laughs> it's a Middle Eastern spice that, if I remember correctly, because I had read up on, the, on it a long time ago, it comes from the pit of a cherry. It's one of the nicest smelling spices I personally have ever smelled in my life. Yes, vanilla smells great. Yes, cloves smell great. Yes, cinnamon smells great but I find that this particular spice has an unbeatable, unforgettable smell. And in Greek jureka, Greek sweet breads, we always use machlepi. Um, you can add vanilla as well. I'm out of it, so I'm not gonna add it in. It's not part of the recipe, but if I had it, I would have added a teaspoon of vanilla. Um, maybe I do have some, anyways, doesn't matter. You can also add a little bit of cinnamon on top if you want. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's get started because we have a lot of work to do. Uh, oh, before we get started, let me tell you that I preheated my oven to, I believe it was 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and I turned it off over half an hour ago. My oven is not scorching hot, it's warm. We're gonna need a warm oven to, for our bread to rise. So, right off the bat, we gotta start. So I wanna tell you about the yeast. This is fresh yeast, it's not powdered yeast. It's not your dry yeast. You get this from any bakery. Just go and ask them, can I have a piece of re uh, fresh yeast? In the Greek bakeries, 
they usually give you a piece that's it's huge it's 200 grams i'm only using 50 grams so i just cut off a piece and i crumbled it with my fingertips into uh the bowl here where i have it okay now this is only good for about two weeks in the fridge if you're not planning on making something else freeze it the only thing i recommend is that you portion and freeze so for example if you use 50 grams of yeast to make bread or 100 grams, portion it out, measure it out, put it in little Ziploc bags and put it in your freezer. And then when you want to use it, you just pull it out, let it sit for about, uh, take it out of the package, put it in a bowl because it's going to be one clump and all sticky. So put it in a bowl and let it defrost in the bowl for about 20 minutes. And believe me, once you add some water to it, if it isn't completely defrosted, but try to have it completely defrosted. Probably, a, I would say an hour. I, I've never really timed it, okay? So I'm just gonna put this back in the fridge because it doesn't, it's not good for it to be out. <clears throat> I've got half a cup of water, which I'm going to take and I'm gonna put in my microwave for 30 seconds to warm it up. Yeah, as we said. <laughs> All right, let's reset it. I reset it before we came on camera, but I guess it didn't stick. Where are we? 20, 25, 30. All right, let's warm that up for 30 seconds. Let me remove the cover from the yeast. And I'm going to add into the yeast mixture a tablespoon of sugar. It doesn't matter. It could be heaping. Who cares? It's just sugar. Yeast loves to eat sugar. So I've added in a, um, a tablespoon. Now we need to test our water and see if it's warm enough. You can do it with a thermometer. A thermometer should say about 100 degrees Fahrenheit to uh, about, about 110. Okay, this is way too warm. This will kill my yeast. If you cannot stick your finger in and hold it there for 10 seconds, your yeast is way too hot. It should be warm bath water. So I need to let this cool down I can blow on it. Haha. <laughs> I need to let this cool down a little bit. So I'm going to put you on hold because I need to wait about five minutes for this to cool down to the right temperature and we'll be back. Okay, so we're back. So I've let my water sit for about, I don't know, five minutes. I didn't count. And I actually did blow on it just like we do to when we're eating something hot. So let's just confirm. I've got the thermometer in my hands. I did test it with my finger and it's fine, but I also tested it with the thermometer. So I'm inserting the thermometer into the water without touching the bottom. I'm gonna turn the thermometer on. I'm gonna press the instant read. And it's saying 108.3, so we're good. It should be somewhere between 100 to 110 the most. 
All right, so we've got our yeast in a bowl with our sugar, and I'm gonna add our half a cup of water. And stir. Stir, 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 stir. Just keep stirring. Kind of dissolve your sugar and yeast. It's not gonna all dissolve, but it's okay. Just keep stirring. Now, take a tablespoon and add, remember the one kilogram, yeah, give me a second. The one kilogram of flour that I have in my uh, mixer bowl, we're gonna add, take from the bowl, my hook is in the way. I'm referring to my dough hook. Okay, one tablespoon, stir, two tablespoons, three tablespoons, and I'm just leveling it off over the bowl so I don't lose any flour. And four tablespoons. Four tablespoons is fine. You want to do five? Do five. Doesn't nothing is set in stone. Okay. Put that in the sink. And let's stir this up. In Greek, this is called a quick prosimi. It's kind of like a starter. Don't worry if your flour clumps or it doesn't dissolve completely. Stir as best you can. Sorry, I'm just concentrating too. I'm listening. You can even put my finger in and see. Yeah, there's clumps. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Don't worry. All right. Let's get what's ever off the spoon. Okay. All right. Now, I need you to grab a piece of um, cling wrap, plastic wrap, whatever you want to call it. and just cover it loosely and set it in a draft-free place somewhere warm. I'm just gonna set it on the top of my stove. It's nice and warm here. Okay. And I'm just gonna set it there with my cling wrap loosely and just leave it there, okay? So let's start our mixer. Now, I'm using a stand mixer not a handheld mixer. You can do this by hand if you like. I'm using the dough hook attachment. If you're not familiar with the stand mixer, it comes with three um, pieces, gadgets. <laughs> Anyways, um, it comes with your dough hook, your whisk, and your paddle attachment. I'm using the dough hook. It feels like a squiggly snake. In here I have my flour, right? The one kilogram. Yes, we removed some. 
I'm gonna take a pinch of salt or two. My hand doesn't fit in there, that's nice. All right, let's throw in, this is kosher salt, so I'm gonna throw in two pinches. Okay, two pinches of salt right into our flour. Oh. And in goes our machlepi, the spice that I told you that is from the cherry pit. Wonderful, wonderful. It's like, if I remember color correct, it's like a gray color, isn't it? It's kind of, kind like of gray, gray, brownish, like color. dark, yeah, like. Anyways, okay, in goes our machlepi, okay? And in goes our sugar. One cup of sugar. Mine is a little bit more than a cup. It's kind of a heaping cup because we like it sweet. So in here, so far, very easy, eh? Flour, salt, machlepi, sugar. Now we have our orange rind, rind of one orange. I had it covered in plastic wrap so that it doesn't go hard on me. And I always use organic oranges for this because they don't put wax on the outside. If you're buying oranges from a regular supermarket, you gotta know there's a layer of wax on them. So when you're grating your orange, I was putting in, when you're grating, sorry. When you're grating your orange rind, you're actually eating wax. God knows what else. So the organic oranges do not have wax. I've looked into it, okay? Now we have our chocolate, which we don't need yet. Sesame's, which we don't need yet. So now we have our orange juice and our one cup of corn oil. I'm gonna add in my orange juice. 500 grams of freshly squeezed orange juice. And one cup of corn oil. Sorry, I know I did that fast, but I was nervous that it was going to spill on me. I forgot to set my timer for the yeast. Hold on a sec. You should let your yeast sit about 20 minutes. Okay. I just set it for 18 minutes. I'm sure a little more has gone by than two minutes, but that's okay. Okay, I'm just pushing out with my fingers the oil that's in my... Don't put this in the sink because it's it's got a little bit of oil in it. So we're going to use that for our pans. We're probably going to need more. Okay, all our ingredients are almost used. The only thing that we haven't used is our topping ingredients, our chocolate, and of course our yeast mixture. So I'm going to close the mixer. Put it on low speed and start it. So we're gonna mix this for a little bit and then I'm gonna increase the speed. I would say to about medium or medium low. And we're gonna let this beat for 10 minutes. And then we'll come back and I'll show you the next step. So here I go, I'm gonna turn it up for 10 minutes. See you then. Our mixture has been beating for 10 minutes. It's, for those who are sighted, you can see it's a dough. It's a sticky dough. 
that's kind of it's hanging from the door hook i can pull it it's all elasticy okay now that's fine at this point let me tell you something i used for those who are sighted i used a cereal bowl to put my yeast in this <laughs> the bowl wasn't big enough and my yeast mixture rose so much that it spilled over. So I did lose a little. Are we in trouble? I don't think so. There's still quite a bit in here. I didn't lose too much. Maybe a few teaspoons or so. But our yeast is ready. It's all risen. Even though it hasn't been 20 minutes. It's been about 15. So I'm going to add it in to our dough and I'm going to try to add in as much as possible because I did lose some. I'm actually going to leave this bowl aside. I'm going to use it and I've got the bowl where I originally had it uh, so I can kind of wipe my hands with it. I'm just unsticking the dough from the uh, hook. Now, we're going <laughs> to, yeah, no, uh, open the, yeah, I don't want to, okay, close it. Let's close this and beat it again for a few minutes with the new mixture that we added in. I'm going to stop the mixer and I'm going to do it by hand now. The reason being is because I had the accident with the yeast, it's better for me to do it by hand so that I know what I'm doing, so that I know the feel. So I'm just going to push it off the dough hook. Remove. It's all sticky on the dough hook. You're not going to get it all off the hook, but try to get as much as possible. And this is, it's sticky. <laughs> so. I'm going to stick my hands in now and I'm going to work the dough a little bit with my hands. It, it's a very soft, sticky dough. Okay, but I want to work it with my hands a little bit. Oh, I forgot to take my rings off. That's nice. I have my bowl where my yeast was. I'm just going to wipe whatever's on this bowl on my hands. And in we go again and scrape the sides of the bowl. 
and take from the bottom and lift on top. You still have some more yeast here in the big bowl. Yeah, let me get it out. That's why I left it there. Mm -hmm. And that's the best I can do with that. Mm -hmm. And let's go again. Work the dough. Now, it's a little bit too soft for my liking. Yes, you should have a soft, sticky dough, but it's a little bit too soft. What are we going to do? We're going to add flour. So I'm going to get what's off my one hand with water. This is good when you have help in the kitchen, which I don't. Put that next to me. Uh, what do you want? Paper? No, I need to get flour out, but I don't. Uh, my one hand is thing? wet. Yeah, get a scoop thing. No. Uh, right. What is that? That's no, I didn't find anything yet. No, kato kato ki. Just get a like a like a little cup thing. Okay, I got this little cup thing. It says one cup. Okay, add one cup of flour. One cup of flour. Not packed, just so also piasses. As much as you get with the one cup. Add okay. it in. Alright. Now I'm gonna work this flour in and see where we're at. And we're good. I can tell already. So I want it to be a soft dough. I want it to be sticky, but not that sticky. <laughs> so I added in about a cup's worth of flour and I'm working the dough. I'm starting to be able to pick it up. Before I wasn't able, well, I was able to pick it up, but it was really sticky and it's still sticky, but I'm still working it. Now I'm going to use both hands, actually. And it's hard to do it in the mixer bowl, but... Ah, I forgot to take my rings off. That's the hard part, getting it out of your rings. Yeah, yeah. Forgot to turn off the timer, too. That's nice. See, it's still sticky. Need some more flour. No. Should I close it? The timer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've picked up the dough while my cameraman is turning off the... And I've pushed it onto my counter. Just like a... Just a little hufta. Just a little bit more flour to get whatever's in the bowl and on my hands. You need some more? Not yet. So now I've got the dough on my counter. And I've added some flour. And I'm turning it and trying to incorporate the flour. And we're getting there. 
Okay, let's add half a cup more. So you see, this might happen to you. Where should I? On the dough. So now we've added a cup and a half extra. And this definitely might happen to you. Because you don't want your dough to be sticky to the point that you can't even shape it or pick it up. I'm able to pick it up, but I'm not able to shape it. And that's why actually I had my flour out. Because I knew that recipes like this may need more flour. They give you an approximate. See, now I'm picking up a ball. It's still quite sticky, but there is flour that hasn't been soaked in yet. So we're gonna work it until we can, I don't mind if it's soft and I don't mind if it's a little sticky, but I also wanna be able to pick it up and shape it. And we're almost there. See how it's getting, mm -hmm. we've added a cup and a half, right? Yeah. Okay, let's add half more and we should be okay. So see, I needed about two cups extra. Okay. Just on my hands, because I want to get the dough off. So what I'm doing now is I had the cameraman pour another half a cup of flour on my hands so I can get all the dough off my hands. And I am going to stick my hands back in, but I want to get everything off first because I also want to see what's in the bowl. So with the flour, the dry flour now, I'm getting most of it off. I probably won't get it all off, but I'll get quite a bit. So make sure you wash your hands before you do this. Uh, okay, most of it is off. All the big, big chunks. Yes, there's some dough hanging off my fingers, but they're little tiny pieces, which I'm not worried. Let me see what's in here. Yeah, I've got more. This is one of those recipes that you have to be patient. If you don't like baking and cooking, then this is not the recipe for you. <clears throat> Mom always said, if you rush your food, whatever you're doing, whether it's baking or whatever you're making anyhow, whatever recipe you're making, she always said that if you rush it, it isn't going to turn out. If you don't love cooking and you don't have patience for it, it ain't going to work. So what I'm doing now is, while I'm talking to you guys, is I'm scraping my mixer bowl and I'm getting all the dough that's left in here as much as I can. And I am getting, like, 
pea-sized pieces, olive-sized pieces. Like I said, you're probably not going to get it all. And yes, it is a workout. That's a nice big olive size piece. Okay, let's knead this and see what happens. You want your dough to come together. So I'm scraping my counter and I'm <clears throat> punching my dough. I could have probably done this in the mixer as well, just added flour and keep kneading. But I prefer to do it with my hands because I can, that way I can feel the texture. And now my ball of dough feels soft, but I can feel flour all over. It means it hasn't, as my mom would say, it didn't drink up all the flour. I can still feel flour. <clears throat> but it's getting easier to pick up. See, it's, it's not really sticking to my hands anymore. <clears throat> What's on my hands was there from before. <laughs> See, I should have worn an apron. Did you see all that flower fly on me? Mm -hmm. All righty. I'm going to look like a Zureki. <sighs> Make sure your counters are clean. Because I am scraping dough off my counter. Okay, I just want it to drink up all this flour. We're not going to add any more. It's good enough. I can pick up the whole ball. There's little pieces of dough on my counter. That's okay. But I can pick up the whole thing, but it feels a little bit floury. So I'm just going to work it a little more. And I'm folding and pulling and punching and folding and pulling and punching, etc. And getting a workout. Okay, one more go. Now, if you feel way too much flour, then add a little droplets of water. I'm not gonna add any more because even though I feel flour, it's still sticky. And the more I knead it, the stickier it becomes. Okay? So I'm not gonna add any more. See, the more I knead it, the stickier it becomes. Alrighty, that's good enough. It's a nice, soft, sticky dough, but I can pick the whole thing up. Okay, so, and don't worry about what's left in your mixer bowl and on your counter. Alright, let me wash my hands. Get all this flour off my hands 
we do now? This is what we do. I'm going to, remember we used uh, one cup of corn oil in our uh, batter. So I'm gonna take a paper towel and I'm going to pour a little bit of corn oil on my paper towel. And I have a bowl and I'm gonna wipe corn oil, just a light, it needs a little more. Oh God. Gonna wipe corn oil on my bowl. I want to feel the boil, the boil. <laughs> I want to feel the bowl oily, but I don't want like tremendous excess. Okay, so that's good enough. So I'm going to pick up my sticky soft dough and I'm going to put it. Can you see here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my uh, bowl. Okay. In my bowl. Remember, we preheated our oven over an hour ago. I'm going to take some cling wrap again. Yeah, of course, when I'm on camera, it doesn't work. And I'm just going to... Maybe not... <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's being stubborn. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do it the old-fashioned way. Screw it. Zap. Okay, okay. But I still have to cut this piece. Yeah. Give me a second, everybody. I'm getting a clean kitchen towel. Some people tell you put a cling wrap. My mom always put a kitchen towel on top, which is what I'm going to do, which is the nice old fashioned way. And I'm going to pick up the bowl and I'm going to put it in my warm oven, covered loosely with the kitchen towel. And I'm going to let it rise for an hour and we'll be back. One hour. See you then. Guys, I had time to clean up and it's been an hour and our oven is nice and warm. I can feel it. And I'm gonna take the dough out. And uncover it. And ooh, it's all nice and doubled in size. Nice. Our kitchen towel, we can leave here. Now, at this point, even though it's not, I have, we still have quite a bit of work to do, but I'm going to preheat my oven, bake, 350, 345, 340, 335, 330, 325, 320, 315, 310, 305, 300, right? Mm -hmm. So our oven is preheating to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. 
about 160 degrees Celsius. I'm going to remove the dough from the bowl and it just fell out. Put that in the sink and it's nice and warm. Now, here's our dough, nice and fluffy. Yeah, I'm deflating it. We need to separate this dough into eight to 10 pieces. It's up to you. I'm gonna grab a dinner table. Uh, no, I'm not gonna grab a dinner table. I can't lift it. Grabbed a plate, Hello. put it on my scale, turned my scale on. It's ready. She said it's ready. I'm gonna put the whole ball of dough on my dinner plate. 2175. Now at this point you use a calculator <laughs> and divide. It doesn't matter. It's approximate because the, the dough is deflating and inflating and it's moving. And I just touched it. It's about 2170. Divide by eight. If we do 300 grams by eight, that's 2,400. So that's a little too much. But, you know, um, yeah, we would do 250 maybe. 250 and 250 is 500. 1,000 would be four, 2,000. So a little more than 250. So I'm gonna remove the ball of dough. I'm gonna, it says zero grams, I'm gonna pinch off a piece. I think that's too much, but we'll see how much this is. I just pinched off a ball. Ooh, that's way too much. Let's see now. Okay, pinch off a little more. Probably pinched off too much now. All right, that's 258. Good enough. So it's a dough that, it's a ball of dough that fits in my hand, okay? So now I need to weigh all of this and separate it. So I'm not going to have you guys sitting here watching me do this whole entire ball of dough. So I think I'm going to, oh, I'll do one more for you guys. I'll do one more and then I'll put you on hold while I, let's see that. Yeah, a little more. That one said 227. We added, I pinched off a piece from the big ball, added to the little ball. She said zero grams. I'm going to add the dough back on the plate. All righty, 248. Let's add another little tiny piece. And weigh it again. That's fine. 262. Don't be so, you know, perfect about your uh, grams. Approximately. 260, somewhere there. <laughs> you probably could make them a little bigger. You probably could do the 300 grams. Uh, you'll probably get 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 
2100 that'll give you seven loaves and i actually may just do that i'll see um you're either gonna bake them in tiny pans if you've got like five inch or six inch pans or you're gonna bake them on a baking sheet as is kind of balls okay so let me finish weighing and we'll come back i separated my dough there's balls of dough on my counter and they're approximately 270 each so i've got eight balls um i don't have four inch five inch pans my smallest pan i think is seven inches which is a little too big i could do them in my seven inch pans but they're not gonna rise they're gonna they're not gonna rise no they are gonna rise but they're gonna inflate sideways as well so what's the point of using seven pans and having to wash seven pans what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna use a baking sheet so right off the bat we're gonna take a paper towel and we're gonna wipe our pan we're going to grease our pan with a little bit of corn oil, or you could use, um, uh, what is that called? Vegetable. Or vegetable oil. Canola. Or, um, canola. Canola, yeah. Or um, the vegan margarine mm -hmm. or the melt. The vegan, it's called melt. It's our uh, vegan... Um, uh, it's for baking vegan margarine vegan butter i'm just going to use a little bit of corn oil okay Alrighty. just a light uh grease you don't need to overdo it and now we've got thickly chopped vegan baking chocolate so it was a bar <coughs> and i've just chopped it into pieces take a bowl take a handful put it in the middle of your bowl press it in fold over and knead it just knead okay just distribute the chocolate with your fingers and your hands all over the place. Just knead it and close it in. Okay, that's one. You can make these without the chocolate, it's up to you. So I take another dough, another ball of dough, I flatten it. I pick up a handful of chocolate that I've chopped up. I stick it in the middle and then I fold the sides over and I incorporate it by kneading it and turning it and so on and so forth. Okay, you can add as much or as little as you like. It's up to you. This is bittersweet chocolate. Some people may not like bittersweet chocolate. If you can find vegan semi-sweet, the semi-sweet is a little bit um, sweeter than the bittersweet. Okay, place your ball of dough with the chocolate. <coughs> Don't worry if some is sticking out. I just felt one and I pushed it in. Place them apart. Make sure your baking sheet is going to fit all eight, okay? And keep repeating until you fill all your doughs with chocolate 
and you've got them on your baking sheet. So I showed you how to do two. I'm doing a third. I flattened it out and I'm pushing my chocolate in the middle with my fingers and then I'm folding over, folding, folding, closing the chocolate in and kneading the ball, kneading it. And you could feel the chocolate moving around inside. You can squeeze and knead and shape and then shape it into a ball and put it on your pan. So let me finish doing all of them. I'm on my third. I'm going to start my fourth and we'll come back. Okay, very easy. I filled up my bowls with chocolate. I put them on my baking sheet and I've got the, oh, the seams facing down. And I've got half a cup of water, a little more than half a cup in my hands. I'm going to put it in the microwave and warm it up. And we'll do 30 seconds. Go, go. 10, 15, 20. Ah, we'll 25. do 25. We'll do 25 seconds. I've got a bowl here and I've got, pardon me, sugar. Now, we're making sugar water. There's no rule of thumb here. I was going to do it in the bowl, but should I do it in the cup? Why not? Ah, we'll see. Maybe I'll just do it in the cup. So I'm warming up the water. The only reason I'm warming up the water a little bit is so that the sugar can dissolve. So you know what? I'm not gonna, here, put this, mm -hmm. yeah, put it away. So I've got some hot water and I've got a sugar and I'm gonna add, you can add really as much as you want. The more you add, the darker uh, your breads will be on top. I'm going to add two teaspoons, as much as my spoon caught. I don't know how much it was. I just grabbed a teaspoon and I filled it up twice and I poured it in the water and I'm dissolving it. Mm -hmm. oh, oops. Be careful. I over stirred and spilled the water. A little bit. All right. Uh, Paper? No, thank you. By the way, when you hear me say ne to my cameraman, I'm basically saying yes. The word for yes in Greek is ne. I know. People get confused because it sounds like no. But no in Greek is ohi. So, take your a basting brush. Dip it in your sugar water and baste the tops of the breads. Just baste. And then grab some sesame seeds with your hands. Oh, can't reach. Just a pinch and put it on top. Okay, you can put as much sesame seeds as you want. And I'll do one more for you guys. Take your brush, it's in the water, sugar water. Lift and baste the top, even a little bit the sides. Yep. Okay, so that's all basted and I can actually, oh, don't finish. 
Thanks. And I can feel it with my hands. And I grabbed a little bit of sesame and I poured it on top. Spread it out a little with my fingers, press it in, and that's it. So I've got six more to do, and we'll be back. Okay, guys, they're all done. We've basted them with sugar water. Better to have more sugar water than less. I've got lots left. So half a cup with two teaspoons of sugar should be more than enough. Um, we've basted them. We've added sesame, and I'm going to set the timer for 20 minutes. We're gonna let them rise for 20 minutes and then we're gonna put them in the oven. And See you one then. more time, we're back. So we've had our sweet breads filled with chocolate, covered in sugar water and sesame sitting on our pans for 20 minutes. Just let them rest and we're ready to bake. 300 degrees Fahrenheit. We're gonna put them in the oven, uh, middle of the oven. I'm gonna do middle of the oven for approximately 30 to 35 minutes. So let's bless them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Alrighty, let's open up our oven. Nice hot, 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 preheated oven. And let's put our baking sheet in. And believe me, it's heavy. Alrighty. 30, I'm going to check it at 30 minutes, but I'm going to set the timer for 35. Press start. Timer's working. See you in 35 minutes. Okay, guys, we're back. I have a few things to tell you, but before I do, let me take out our sweetbreads. I've got my oven mitts on and I'm lifting. The house smells amazing. They've got a nice color, I've been told. While they cool, let me tell you. First of all, the pans that I got afraid to use, my seven inch pans, they would have worked just fine. Because what happened is the bread spread and they ended up uh, sticking together. Not a loss. Even like this, it actually looks beautiful because they're all stuck together nice and uniform. All I have to do is put a little spatula in between to unstick them. It's not a big deal. But I, if I had used the pans, that wouldn't have happened. But I got, a, I got, I second guessed myself because I, Put a ball of dough in the pan. The ball of dough seemed really tiny compared to the pan. And I know that they were going to inflate uh, sideways. And I thought, oh, if the ball of dough is small and I put it in the pan and it inflates sideways, it's not going to inflate upwards. Big mistake. Big mistake. Not a big mistake. This recipe is nowhere uh, not lost. They're beautiful. They look beautiful. The cameraman can attest to it. Mm -hmm but it would be easier for removing and serving uh, if I had them in the individual pans. Now, second problem, problem. I got this recipe off the internet. My tzureka that I did for Easter is my mom's 
grandma's whatever old old recipe i've done it a thousand times and it's flawless the recipe said 300 degrees fahrenheit for 30 to 35 minutes there must be a typo there 35 minutes my breads were nowhere near done i had these in for an hour so you're either going to do them at 300 degrees for an hour or take the temperature up. My tureka, the ones I do at Easter, I bake them at 350 for about 40 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes, depending on the size. So if you're doing them in individual pans, I would say 350 for 35 to 40 minutes. If you're doing them on a baking sheet, just know that one might stick to the other. No loss. But if you're doing 300, it'll be an hour at least. So at this point, because I still want them to look pretty. Give me the gloves. No, I might need them. That's why I have, I was keeping them here. I need my, I'm going to use a dough scraper, mm -hmm. which is somewhere here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use a dough scraper just because it's nice and thin and it's got a straight edge. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the two, put it right in between and just slice right through to unstick the two. And I'm gonna take my wooden spatula and I'm gonna, I maybe had to put a little bit more oil. And there you go, there's my one bread. And put it on a wire rack to cool. Perfect, it looks like a perfect bread. Yes, the dough cutter will slice off a little bit of the side but that's okay go to the next one find the in-between and slice right through do the next one slice right through and now you unstick them and put them on your rack and wait for them to cool before you start serving you can't you definitely see i do need my glove mm -hmm. you can't eat these as are right now they're way too hot but you know half an hour from now a nice warm chocolate sweet bread sounds good to me so while i'm unsticking these from my i should have used a little bit more um oil i guess or parchment paper which is my friend there you go but they still come off nice and mm -hmm. put the second one there and they're nice and uh airy and soft and they look fantastic and they smell even better so while i'm doing that so just remember that a seven inch or even a six inch pan will work just fine <coughs> uh very nice for morning coffee oh my god i can't wait I can't wait till tomorrow morning. I usually have a iced coffee in the morning, but I think tomorrow I'm gonna have a cold, uh, hot, nice hot cup of coffee. Cause these look fantastic for dipping. Um, I don't know if I could have a whole one, they're huge. So maybe I should have done 10 balls, but I did eight, that's okay. Next time I could do 10 in my seven inch pans. And I don't even have to taste them to tell you that they are wonderful because I can smell them. So my four are on my rack and I'm going to separate now 
my pop roll. So this is a good thing to use if you don't want to use a knife too, your dough, um, dough scrape. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Zoe forgot and touched the hot pan. Okay, we don't longer need that. We can put it in the sink for washing. Let's put the glove back on. Get daring. Yeah, I should have used a little bit more oil. That's all there is to it. No harm done. Alrighty. Let's get that one on the rack. And if I flip one over for you, they're mm -hmm. not burnt or anything. No, no. The they same look color. fantastic. So don't think, oh, look, she, I can hear the spatula. They got stuck. They might be burnt. They're not. I just should have used a little bit more oil. I guess I, I added the oil sparingly. And I should have used a little bit more. Mm. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And of course, if I had done them in the individual pans... Um, and I oiled them well enough, you would have just been flipping them out now. It's okay. Guys, they smell so good, it's not funny. Now, I need to fit one more. I'm using two baking racks, and it's not enough. <laughs> enough room. I need to make room. For two more. Yeah. We'll see. I can do maybe two there. Maybe. Mm -hmm. We'll see. And I've almost washed everything I used. So really, the I only have the pan, the spatula, and the dough scraper, I think. So even my cleanup is done. Just have very little cleanup to do. And you're going to let these sit on your wire racks until they cool. Don't fit really well. There. There. And now we have one final one. That's it. And the last one. Mm -hmm. Where can I put it? Here. There we go. That's it, boys and girls. That's our recipe. Don't forget, one hour at 300 degrees or 350, 35 minutes. Your breads should be soft, but not, you know, you don't want, when you touch it, you don't want it to spring back, right? Um, nice golden brown, fantastic smell in the house. Remember, these are full of chocolate inside. They are delicious. That's our recipe for today. Very easy, actually. Remember, start out with a kilogram of flour and add as you need. You need a soft, a little bit sticky dough, not very sticky. And use seven or six inch pans. Oil them better than I did my baking sheet. Um, and that's it. Absolutely easy, fantastic vegan recipe. Sweet, chocolatey sesame sugary i don't know how else to describe it ah oh, vegan sweet greek 
vegan Greek sweet chocolate breads or breads with chocolate. Anyhow, that's our recipe for today. I hope you try it. Let me know if you try it. Let me know how it turns out. Let me know your findings. I'm pretty happy with the result. They look fantastic. Uh, sighted people can attest, like my cameraman. Um, like I said, the only thing I would change is I would actually use my seven inch fans. That's it. And I think the next time I think I'd go for the 350 for 35 to maybe 40 minutes. And that's it. That's all. That's our recipe for this week. Tune in next week for another great recipe. Holidays coming up. Merry Christmas to all. A happy new year to all. Blessed, blessed nativity season. May the Lord God who appeared on the earth for our sakes with his birth through the Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit, the true Lord, the true God. May he bless us all. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. I am your host, Zoe Fiogos, with sincere love and gratitude. I thank you for watching Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner.